Thank you for listening to the Fort Stewart Chapel Next podcast. You can find out more about us by searching Fort Stewart Chapel Next on Facebook. Amen. Good morning, friends. My name is Michael Oliver. I'm the lead pastor here at Chapel Next. And today we are going to continue our sermon series on the parables of Jesus, kingdom stories. A parable was a story that Jesus would share with his followers to illustrate a very specific spiritual lesson. And today we're going to be looking at the parable of the weeds, which can be found in Matthew chapter 13, verses 24 through 30. The Gospel of Matthew was written by God through the Apostle Matthew, which is one of the original 12 disciples of our Lord Jesus. And the specific text, this parable, illustrates to us two things. One, who we are, and two, what is our eternal destination. So read along with me, Matthew chapter 13, verses 24 through 30. He put, he being Jesus, put another parable before them saying, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while his men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds also appeared. And the servants of the master of the house came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have weeds? And he said to them, An enemy has done this. So the servants said to him, Then do you want us to go and gather them? But he said, No. Least in gathering the weeds, you root up the wheat along with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And at harvest time, I will tell the reapers, gather the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned. But gather the wheat into my barn. Let's pray. Fathers, we continue worship by diving into your scripture. I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart would be truly acceptable in your sight. We come here to worship Jesus and to be further changed by him. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. This is a picture, and you can't see it very well because of the lights, but this is a picture of the front door of Lisa and I's home. And at our home, we've had a lot of people ring our doorbell. Everybody from kids who are selling things for Cub Scouts or Girl Scouts or some kind of fundraiser for their school, We've had various religious groups, Mormon missionaries, Jehovah Witnesses, and we've had different kind of Christians group. And one of my favorite Christians group that has come to my front door was a group of ladies from a local church. And what was funny about them was they were very direct. They came and they were trying to see if I was interested in coming to their church. And I said, ma'am, thank you for dropping by, but I'm a chaplain in the army and I think I'm good. And one lady wouldn't let it go. And she said, okay, that's fine, but I'll have one question I need to ask you. Before I go, if you die today, do you know where you will be spending eternity? And at first, I thought she was kind of rude to ask that, if I'm honest. I was like, wow, you are really direct. And of course, that's the pot calling the kettle black because I'm very direct. So it just kind of caught me off guard. But I noticed our Lord Jesus lots of times when he's teaching, sometimes he's gray and sometimes he's very direct. Friends, this, the meaning of this parable is very direct. And the main point of this sermon is very direct. And that is this. 
you are either an enemy of God or a child of God. There's no gray. You're 100% in one or the other. You are either an enemy of God or a child of God. And we're going to look at three areas. We're going to get the bad news out of the way first, looking at enemy of God. Then we're going to look at the child of God. And then we're going to look at applications. So let's look at the first area. And in this parable of the weeds, Jesus gives us three things to take away as far as being an enemy of God. First of all, your master is the devil. Your master is Satan. We see this in verse 25, but while his men were sleeping, an enemy, which is the devil, which is Satan, came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. 1 John 3, 8 says this, whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil, for the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. The devil, the original sinner, the high archangel who wanted to be like God, and then he and one-third of the angels, his followers, were banished from heaven and then, and then made our foreparents, Adam and Eve, sinned. If you do not believe in Jesus, your master is the devil. Now, you might be saying, my master is not the devil. My master is me. And that's a great scheme of the devil because he wants you to think that, but ultimately, your master is still him. Your master is the devil outside of Christ. And your motivation is evil. Look at verse 26. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds also appeared. Titus 1 verses 15 and 16 says this. To the pure, meaning those who are in Christ, to the pure, all things are pure. But to the defiled and unbelieving Nothing is pure. Both their minds and their consciences are defiled. They are detestable, disobedient, unfit for any good work. Friends, if you are outside of Christ, your actions and your motivation of those actions is evil. Now, disclaimer, on this side of glory, those who are in Christ, we still can have sinful actions. So this applies to us too, but... If you are truly outside of Christ, everything you do, everything you do is evil. And your eternal destination is hell. Verses 27 through 30 says this, And the servants of the master of the house came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have weeds? And he said to them, An enemy, which is Satan, has done this. So the servant said to him, then do you want us to go and gather them? But he said, no, least in gathering the weeds, you root up the wheat among them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And at harvest time, I will tell the reapers, gather the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned. But gather, gather the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned. But gather the wheat in my barn. Matthew 13, verses 49 through 50 says this, So it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous. Separate those who reject Jesus and, se and separate those who claim Jesus. And those who reject Jesus, they will throw them into a fiery furnace. In that place, there will be whipping and gnashing of 
teeth. Here's a campfire. Anybody here did a lot of, I mean, if you're Army, you do a lot of field stuff, but uh, I was in the, when I was a teenager, I was a Boy Scout, Eagle Scout, went camping every month, you know, always had to have a campfire. And I remember though, too, outside of Scouts, I went to various summer camps, and one of the summer camps I went to scared me to death. We had this huge bonfire, and this person gave this huge talk and took a stone and threw it in that bonfire and said, see that fire? If you're outside of Christ, that's where you're going to spend eternity. And it scared me to death. Scared me to death. And it could seem like it was emotionally manipulative the way that person was presenting, but there's truth behind it. All of us are eternally going to spend eternity somewhere. It's going to be either with Jesus or without Jesus. It's either going to be in heaven or it's going to be in hell. So let's quickly get to the good news. Child of God. Your master is God. Verse 24 says this, And he being God put another parable to them saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. 2 Corinthians 13, 14 says this, The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship be with you all. If you are a child of God, if you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are a child of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Your master is God. And your motivation is goodness. The very first part of verse 26 says, So when the plants came and bore grain, there's fruit. Titus 3.8 says this, and this, is a, and this saying is trustworthy. I want you to insist on these things so that those who have believed in God may be careful to devote themselves to good works. These things are excellent and profitable for the people. If you're a believer on this side of glory, you're not perfect. You still struggle with sin. But overall, you're striving to be like Jesus. You're striving to be like the master. And so you do good works. And you do good works not to try to win brownie points with God, not to try to earn your salvation. You do good works. You love God and you love others in an act of spirit of worship of what Jesus has done for you. Your motivation is goodness. And you, your, whoops, that was crazy. Your eternal destination is heaven. Verse 30 says this, let both grow together until harvest, and at harvest time I will tell the reapers, gather the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. Listen to Revelation verses, chapter 21, verses 1 and verses 3 through 4. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them. And he will, then they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the formal 
things have passed away. If you're a believer, if you believe in Jesus, your eternal destination is with God and his people in heaven. Now, this slide right here, <laughs> this is a far side. And this, if we're really honest, is how we view heaven. We just think it's going to be boring. We just think it's going to be, we're in the clouds, and I wish I brought a magazine. It's just going to be horrible. Or, and this is, sometimes think of like the worst earthly worship service you've ever been to, and you think, really, we're going to do that forever? That sounds horrible, okay? But I love what C.S. Lewis says about heaven. Heaven is a place where every day is better than the day before. It's going to be awesome. You're going to be with God and his people forever. No more death, no more crying, no more pain, no more, no more wars, no more rumors of wars. It's going to be perfection. It's going to be fantastic. So let's look at the applications from this parable. And there's four I want to submit to you. The first is ask yourself, who is my master? And just think about that. Who is my master? Because ultimately, it's either Jesus or it's not. And if you're saying, hey, my master is me, I'm in charge of my own domain, that's, you're treading on thin ice. Because it's really showing that your master is someone other than Jesus. So ask yourself that question, who is my master? Ask yourself this other question. Look at your actions and determine their overall motivation. Now, I want to submit to you, don't look at your actions daily and, you know, okay, well, I did 10 good things and I did uh, six bad things, so net four, yay me. It's not about you, but it's about what's motivating you and how you live your life. And your actions really reveal your heart. Next application. Your previous answer will reveal your eternal destination. If you know your master is Jesus and you're striving, although not perfect, but daily to love him and to love others on this side of glory, then that reveals your eternal destination. It's going to be heaven with God and his people. If the opposite is true, it might reveal your eternal destination is not going to be with God and his people. And if that makes you nervous, good. Let's look at the next application. Realize and affirm that Jesus is the only way to heaven. John 14, 6 says this, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The only way we can be with God and his people is through Jesus. A few days, or actually tomorrow, we're celebrating Independence Day, which is awesome. 240 years birthday of our country. But for the believer, our Independence Day is through Jesus. Because Jesus, who was fully God, became fully man. And he lived a life all of us should have, but we can't because of our sin. And he died a death that all of us deserve because of our sin. And all we have to do is believe in him, and we are forever his adopted children. And we'll be with God and his people forever. Jesus is the only way. So what have we seen here this morning? Just like that lady who came to my door and gave me that black and white question, the main point of the sermon is black and white. You're either an enemy of God or you're a child of God. If you're an enemy of God, 
Your master is Satan. Your motivation is evil. And your eternal destination is hell. If you're a child of God, your master is God. Your motivation is goodness. And your eternal destination is heaven. So ask yourself, who is my, ass, my master? What is the overall motivation of my actions? Those things reveal your eternal destination, and you have to realize that only through Jesus can you be saved. I want to talk to two groups of people here. First, I want to talk to anyone in this room who is not a believer. If Jesus is starting to make sense to you right now, I want to submit to you, that's the Holy Spirit working on your heart. And before you leave here today, please come see me after the worship service up front or see Chaplain Plefka at the table back there so we can talk about it. Because I want you with God and his people forever. And now I want to talk to the believers here for a second. All of us at one time were enemies of God. All of us at one time were enemies of God. And it's only through Jesus that we truly have independence, that we truly have freedom from sin and death. So I don't know about you, but I still get in my own way. And I repent and deny myself and focus on Jesus and let him break me and mold me and make me into the person that he wants me to be. So I encourage all of us, if you're in your own way, get out of it. Focus on Jesus, the author and perfecter of everything. Let's pray. Father God, as we come now to celebrate the Lord's Supper, thank you for the tangibility of this sacrament, that we are going to hold the bread and drink the wine, representing how Jesus' body was broken for us, how his blood was shed for us. And it's through that that we truly have independence from sin and death. We pray that you would be... Thank you for listening to the Fort Stewart Chapel Next podcast. You can find out more about us by searching Fort Stewart Chapel Next on Facebook.